This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 13. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Junkpile Tetris. Oh, Junkpile? Hey, I'm running low. Junkpile? <laughs> there's, there's, there's actually a character called Junkpile. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is in the junk pile? What's what's happening in this? Is it like a pile of clothes? Hey, is it discarded items? Uh, uh, listen, you tell me. You're the one. Junk pile, Tetris. Okay, is okay. it one man's junk? Is another man's treasure? And that's what the book is all about. Oh, you know what? I I want to play on that. Okay, I'm the treasure part of it. Uh. In that case, so Adam, junk pile, Tetris is the treasure. Yeah. That you didn't expect. Yeah, you didn't see me coming, but I'm here. <laughs> but, I, but I'll be here, though. Wow. You uh, know I was coming. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. That wasn't quite uh, my my same entro, uh, uh, intro that I had last week. Yeah. My my Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was a special moment. You can't have those all the time. That was a special moment. But, yeah, that was rare. We just want to keep it rare. Yeah. And now we have something a little bit different. Maybe, right. hey, last week you were riding high. Mm-hmm. This week you're trash. Wow. Junk pile. Wow. <laughs> I'm rethinking this now. Now I'm considering it. Would I just assault my co-host? Hey, Octavius. <laughs> microphone check. One, two. What is this? Yeah. Can we talk for a second? Yeah. Fife. Man. Uh, we're we're dealing with a loss today. Yeah, it's sad, man. Yeah. If, uh, anybody who's listening to the show right now, if you've listened to other episodes that we've done, you know that we, we kind of fluctuate between a lot of different things when when we're we're talking we frequently talk about hip-hop yeah we that comes up often all the time because we always listen to it. we're fans yeah and uh a a legend a hero uh somebody who who laid a lot of groundwork for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh passed away today or yeah. last night i think it was not exactly sure Five if it dog. was tonight or today or last night or yesterday or what but yeah. the five-foot assassin Fife Dog has passed away. Rest in beats, man. At at 45 years old. Um, and you know, it's sad. Uh, I've been listening to Tribe all day today, you know, listening to different songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's crazy because you, you think that you're going to live forever. And you think that everybody's going to live forever, even though you know, oh, we're all going to die one day. But when someone really passes away, you know, you look back on what they've done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, this played a large part in what we have right now. So, yeah, you know, rest in peace to Fife. Um, definitely prayers for his family. 
I know his wife gave him a kidney and a kidney transplant recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, ha- I know he he has di- he had diabetes. So we, I don't know exactly what caused his death, but it's still sad none- nonetheless. And I'm sure, you know, like everybody's mourning his loss. You, you know, it's it, it it is obviously upsetting to have someone who is iconic and somebody who has contributed to a lot of things that we love no longer be with us. But if there is any silver lining at all, it's being able to witness the kind of unity that a lot of people have around the entire world when they talk about that person. Yeah. And they talk about Fife and what Fife brought and what Tribe Called Quest brought and like how that has influenced people that we listen to now. Yeah. I watched a video of Kendrick Lamar starting a chant with a crowd of something like 18,000 people mm-hmm. in Australia in which he was just paying respects to Fife and 18,000 people in one place at one time yeah. are are you know feeling that for this person that's really significant and they see other people that I I I admire and listen to um uh, all the I mean all of all of the members of of tribe mm-hmm. like uh, and and LP and uh yeah. I mean from, like from run the jewels yeah to be able to look around and say like this was a person that affected all of us mm-hmm. and all of us have an opportunity to remember what what that was like what that what that person was like what that presence was like I know I don't I don't want these circumstances I and no one wanted to lose Fife especially at 45 years old he mm-hmm. was a young man yeah but you know it's 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 reassuring it's nice you have a moment where you're like okay here we are we're together. We have a thing. We got a thing in common. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm bumping low end theory all day long. Yeah. It's uh, been Midnight Marauders specifically. Yeah. I mean, I've been bouncing around, but yeah. Midnight Marauders is the one. And you know what else this does for me? It really makes me start to think because uh, truly I've come to the conclusion that a large purpose of what I want my life to be is mm-hmm. inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because inspiration is the lifeblood of creativity. That's what I really believe. Yeah. If we're not inspired, we won't create. And I think creativity is necessary for us to continue to move forward, to blossom and flourish and reach our maximum potential that God put us here for. Um, and inspiration is necessary. So as I see Five pass away and I see the things people are saying about him, it makes me start to think about the legacy of inspiration that I'd like to leave, you know, and you know, yeah. everyone's not going to have the opportunity to be a worldwide, you know, mega superstar that has influenced and been a pillar of, and but it doesn't have culture. to be that, right? But it doesn't have to be that. It's kind of like, you know, it's not like, yo, I want my legacy to be, and I want everybody to talk about, but at it, but what it is, is like when you pass, cause you will, yeah. Will you have achieved the goals that, you were put here to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, the personal ones that you have, the ones that you feel convicted about. And, you know, it really makes you say, man, tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll check it out tomorrow. I'll start that thing tomorrow. I'll, you know, like, what are you going to do today? Cause yeah. tomorrow's not promised. And what will your legacy be, you know, when you pass and it's, it's, you know, it's definitely something that makes you go, it's kind of a check. Because I don't think that Fife, when he was doing what he was doing, was thinking, I'm going to be Fife, dog. Yeah. And I'm going to be seen this way. But I bet he also didn't think, at 45, I'll be done. That's it. You know? So it's it's definitely a check. 
Yeah, and it's you know it it's also a moment to think about what you give to other people, like in in the sense of your legacy. Mm-hmm. What is your influence on someone else, and how do you help someone else make something and carry your torch? Yeah. Right, like how what is it that you are putting into the world? This this like lifetime goal, mm-hmm. this thing that you're working on, the thing that you believe, and the thing that is going to outlive you. Right, yes. those big important ambitions. Yeah, I'm me here. I, I want Philadelphia to be a better place to live, to work, to play, and a better place for geeks to find one another, to have conversations that are important to mm-hmm. them, to feel comfortable, to feel united. And that's something that you and I, Octavius, are never going to see finished. Yeah. But I just want to put a little bit of that into the world. I want to, I want to stir it up a little bit long enough such that somebody gets that feeling, somebody vibes on that. And then when you and I can't do it anymore, as if that would ever happen, <laughs> right? when you and I can't do it anymore, somebody, somebody carries that. Yeah. And you know, it's also interesting that you can have a focus on one particular area, but that can definitely wave out into other areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fife Dog ain't never met me and I never met him, but he's touched my life. Yeah. You know, so you don't know. You don't know who you're touching. You don't know who you're reaching with your creativity. So we're hoping that this is inspiring people to create. Yeah. To get out there and be a practitioner, not just a student, not just a watcher, not just a consumer, but be a creator, be a doer. Believe, create, inspire. Take something you believe, create something around that and inspire your circle of influence like Fife did. Yeah. You know? Agreed. 100% agreed. So taking just a little bit of time aside, I know that we're starting this a little more somber than we ever had before, Mm -hmm. but I think it's appropriate just so we have an opportunity to say thank you, Fife. Yes. uh, And and rest well. And everything that you have done will be carried on. Um, And that's it. Absolutely. And all we can do is roll on and keep making what we make. Exactly. And that's all. So let's get into this news. Uh Uh-huh. So it is... Wednesday. Yeah, happy brown bag day. Happy brown bag day. Happy uh-huh. new comic book day to everybody. Um, and it's getting very close to another very special day. What day is it? What, what, what day might that be? It's the Octavius release of Newman? Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, a little small movie. Yeah, yeah. A little, little tiny little thing. What are you hearing out. about this? Well, this little tiny little we, thing. We got, we got a lot. There's a whole <laughs> lot that's going on. <laughs> Let's talk about the most important thing. The soundtrack dropped since no. we're talking about music. <laughs> since we're talking about this music, it dropped them bangers. All right, Octavius like a lot and I, of, yeah, we, like Octavius like and I that. play. We we play music when we're getting ready for the show. We we put on we, we put music on. We we were listening to Tribe before we start like getting into the show. We're going through news. We're culling through information. What do we want to talk about? You know what? What do we want to include? What are we about to spend our time on? Right. And Octavius says, "Hey, how about that uh, Batman <laughs> versus Superman soundtrack? Fire! What, what did I say?" I said pass. Yeah. Pass. I don't really want to hear that. No. So I played it anyway. <laughs> said, put that on. Hey, yo, DJ, throw that on. So I never heard it. I mean, I had no intention of buying it. Like, the, But we just played it, and it was just like loud noises. <laughs> if this movie is anything like the soundtrack that I heard, uh-huh. people in theaters all across the nation are going to be crapping themselves what about if it's in, in 4d the what about if it's in 4dx oh oh, oh. <laughs> i felt it i felt it 
I felt, I felt, I felt the, the, the treble in the bass. It was smacking me. And it was, I was saying lay off. I, I'm not, no, no, thank you. Calm down a little bit. Take it down a couple notches. Yeah. Take it down a couple notches. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about a little bit of the news that's going on with, um, Batman v Superman at the top of our news list. Uh huh. Number one. I'm trying to find 4DX tickets. Can't find them. No, what? Really? I'm trying to find. It. I want. I want the experience. I'm. I, what do you mean? Like you can't find them? Like they're, no one? Does no one have the hookup? I'm where on do we, Twitter and I'm asking, yo, where are the 4DX tickets at? And people are like, me too. Yeah. When do they go on sale? Yeah. yeah where yeah. do I buy them? Where are they? Uh-huh. So I mean, can I, I, don't know. I? Can I ask you a question? Right. Go quick? for it. Why do you want that experience? Why not? 4DX. The chair moves. There's little, like, mists and smells and, <laughs> like, shaking and all kinds of stuff. Man, why would I not want to go all the way in? Because, <laughs> you know? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay, I'm, tell I'm me gonna, the deal. I'm going to make you a deal. All right. I'll come to see the movie with you. Mm-hmm. All right? At certain parts of the film, I will stand behind your chair and I'm going to shake your chair. <laughs> At certain parts of the film, I'll have a little, like, mister. You know, like a little spray bottle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want you to tell me afterward. You know what? Maybe we save this for the second viewing. So that way That's you, what you, I'm can, you tell me afterward, you say, wow, that was immersive. That was incredible. I, I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. <laughs> I mean, because I, like, I'm not going to go see 4DX the first time. I, I'm going to go see it on Friday with my wife. We already have our tickets. We already have our seats mm-hmm. in the IMAX Theater in King of Prussia. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can get that 4DX, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So other stuff. Batman and Super or Batman versus Superman. Uh, apparently, they're targeting three hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide for their opening. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. I have very little framework for what that number represents. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of dough. I mean, I know that that's a lot of dough, but I also know that we're we're talking just a lot of money in general. Always when we're talking about movies, so it's starting to kind of just like glaze over. Like yeah, like three hundred fifty million. I'm like that's a lot. And yeah. seventy five million, that that is also a lot. Yeah, like I'm, and, I'm not and, actually sure. And a thousand dollars, that's yeah, also yeah, like, a lot. Dang, I could take that thirty bucks. I'm like, I, I'll take thirty bucks. Yo, you had out a hundred dollar bill. I'll yeah. take that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, I'm not in a situation where I got that much. But you know, it, I no, guess no, 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 no. First of all, if the projection was Batman versus Superman hopes to make a hundred dollars, we like hold up. <laughs> Something ain't right. That's only one ultimate ticket. That's only one 4DX experience. Yeah. Whoa, that 4DX experience is $100. I don't know if I'm going to that. I I, I might have made that up. Yeah. I just kind of imagine that it will be around that expense. Well, I think the bottom line is that they're saying it's projected to do well. Like, yeah. they're saying that this is, um, let me, I'm reading right here. Uh, Batman v Superman top superhero movie pre-order records for Fandango. So mm. 90% of the tickets that are bought for this weekend have been for Batman v Superman. So ultimately, I think what they're really trying to say is this is going to do well. So yeah. that's one thing. But Rotten Tomatoes yeah. <laughs> is saying otherwise. Uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes, as of today, uh, Wednesday, March 23rd, 2016, is giving Batman v Superman a 40% rating. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I, that's a really good question. I want to pay attention to that because I have my own I have my own thoughts and opinions. I have my preconceived notions before I go and see the movie. Mm-hmm. 
I I think I might have made uh, this known during a previous episode, but I'm not necessarily hyped for the movie. I'm definitely going to see it. Yes. But I'm not necessarily hyped for the movie. Yeah. So am I interested? Do I have a little bit of schadenfreude, like enjoyment in seeing uh, uh, this movie not necessarily do like absolutely spectacular right out the gate? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of that is enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Do I pay a lot of attention to the Wednesday, uh, the the Wednesday early reviews from only a super super limited group of people? No, I, I can't put a ton of stock into yeah. it. You know, I don't want to yeah. pay too much attention to this. I also, don't want to uh, inform my own experience with somebody else's. You know. Like slick and sarcastic articulation of what they thought. And let's keep it real. We just read a headline. It's just a headline. <laughs> we didn't even read the article. Yeah. Like it was just a headline. And I think that people have got to let storytellers tell them the story. Mm-hmm. You know, like you always say this. Have your own opinion after you've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. That's why I go media blackout. That's why I'm not reading any reviews. Somebody on Twitter goes, oh, man, I'm hearing reviews back and forth. I'm like, that's why you shouldn't be reading no reviews to begin with. Yeah. Don't read the reviews. Just go see it. Yeah. Like, I don't want a review necessarily of somebody's sweet potato pie. I want you to cut me a slice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put yeah. it on a plate. Let me eat it. And then go, okay, this is all right. This is you know, terrible. No, this give, is good. Give me that 4DX sweet potato pie. Yo, what like, is 4DX like, sweet potato pie? Come on, I'm, sweet pota- I'm eating sweet potato pie. I'm, and somebody's I'm like feeling it. Wafting smells at my face. They're and, throwing it at you. They're rubbing it on you. <laughs> <laughs> Your seat's made out of sweet potato pie. I mean, and I'm thinking, man, Easter got weird. Fully immersed in sweet potato pie. Uh-huh, right uh-huh. I'm, you look, Sunday, this coming Sunday, uh-huh. I will be fully Immersed in sweet, in sweet potato pie. <laughs> uh-huh. I pre-ordered oh, that. Oh man, man. Yeah. Well, they did. Warner Brothers did do something that I thought was all the way on point. What's this? There was a sick fan mm-hmm. whose like passing wish, his last wish, was to see Batman v Superman before he passed away. Oh, someone who is terminally ill. Yes. Oh, so, um, Baz Henderson Gates, mm-hmm. his like dying wish was to see Batman v Superman. And from what I'm reading, Warner Brothers was able to show him the movie before he passed away. He has since passed away. Um, but I just thought that was really sweet. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet for a Batman fan that's, you know, because you got to think about how powerful storytelling is. Mm -hmm. If you're on your deathbed and you're like, I just want to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Like storytelling is powerful. You know what I mean? It it meant something to Baz. And I'm glad they were able to bring that together because they didn't have to do that. You see what I'm saying? They would have been within their rights to go, no, Baz, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't do that. But they made it happen. I thought that was really special. I thought it was very kind. I, I I have two things for you. Uh, on mm-hmm. the heels of this. One, I legitimately think about this, Octavius. I legitimately think if I were to pass away, like, tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm, knock, I'm knocking on the table right now, audience, because yeah. I hope that does not take place. Of course, we hope that doesn't happen. But uh, if I were to pass away tomorrow, man, I'd be pissed that I didn't see Civil War, Captain America uh, that, 3. Now, would that be the thing that's on your mind? Well, I, I mean, like, am, am, am I... Yeah, that would be on my mind. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just petty. No, I'm not going to shoot. I'm just petty enough. I'd be like, I'm, 
You're like, no, the political correct. Nah, I'd be here like, yo, where's my mom at? Yo, mom, glad you're here. I appreciate that. I really do. This is how Adam signs, by the way, when he's sick. Yo, mom, I really appreciate you coming through. Uh, Are they going to watch Civil War? I really want to watch Civil War. I just want to see it. You you know, (laughs) you know, like, this is not a good situation. Mom, I understand what you... So you're not listening to me. Yeah. I want to watch Civil War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you going to make that happen? My mom would be like, are you at peace? Have you found faith? Are you prepared? No. I'm not, <laughs> no. I want to see Spider-Man, Mom. I want to know how Tom Holland does. Mom, I want to know if Ant-Man turns into Giant Man. Mom, what if I don't see this? Mm. So I legitimately think about that. And I'm I'm not above it. I legitimately think about that. So I think it's incredible that this fan had an opportunity yeah. to see something that uh, he was incredibly excited for uh, before uh, he, he was no longer with us. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Second thing. Oh, my God. I hope he enjoyed that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was, I was I'm like, talking. I'm like, I don't want to spend time here. I don't want to spend time here right. on this thought. But, oh, my God. I hope he enjoyed it. Yeah. And I hope he didn't say... 40%. Oh, God. That's a 40%. Oh, man. Either way, uh, shouts to, to uh, Warner Brothers. Yes. For, for making that dream come true. I think that is the only thing that is worth spending time on. Uh, that's wonderful. That's terrific. Absolutely. Excellent work out of you. Now, let's talk about comics. So, you got something in here. <laughs> something really okay, special okay, close okay. to your heart. Uh, I do have something special and very close to my heart. You know, this isn't something that I usually focus on, but Every week, it seems, there's information about comics that are being canceled. Usually, this is something that you and I will, will scan through online. We, we check uh, comicbook.com and comic book resources and, and uh, multiverse, I, I like, multiversity, um, a lot of different websites. There's almost always a headline about a book that was canceled. Yeah. This week caught my attention because two books I, I know definitively are being canceled at, on Marvel's side of things. Mm-hmm. One, Angela, Queen of Hell. Unfortunate because the artwork looks dope, but also I'm, I just could not be bothered to be interested in that story. I'm sorry, Marvel. It, it's not going to exist much longer. Yeah. Two, a little closer to my heart. Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why is that close to your heart, Adam? Because Man-Thing is on that team. (laughs) Of course. Man-Thing is on that team. And I picked up the first two issues of Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was very excited about the fact that Man-Thing has a book that he would be regularly occurring in. And he just stopped showing up. Like issue three, no, no man thing. Issue four, not really any man thing. Issue five, I mean, maybe a cameo. He'd like peek his head in there. He's not saying anything, Ock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He can't talk. He doesn't have an opportunity to just like barge in and have some great line. Right. You know, you gotta he be, doesn't you, even have an I am Groot. No. He, he had, you, you have to be deliberate when you write man thing. And it looks like he just sort of got uh, pushed to the side. So this book is being canceled. Am I upset that it's going away? Of course I'm upset that a book featuring man thing is no longer going to be with us. That's, that is a bad thing. Yes. But man, they, they squandered their opportunity. Adam, maybe they need you to start writing some fan fiction, partner up uh-huh. with some illustrator, uh-huh. and then just put the content out for a long period of time, uh-huh. and then Marvel goes, you know what? 
We've been listening. Marvel, by the way, Marvel execs, thank you for listening. Appreciate for you. Five stars and a positive appreciate comment. You. We really appreciate the emails. Yeah. We're going to make our way up to Marvel eventually. And, mm-hmm, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll continue our conversations then. But um, maybe they'll hear you talking about man thing. They'll see the fan fiction you wrote. They'll see what the illustrator did. And they'll go, you know what? Uh-huh. This guy's got the goods. I know that I, I knew that you were going to say that, which is why I'm going to tell you that I don't need to start writing man thing fan fiction mm-hmm. because I already did <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And now it just needs to be discovered. And that brings me to very, very proudly present the next comic book Junto uh, uh, scenario uh, episode installment of Adam's man thing ideas. It's only a 45 minute long <laughs> episode. It's only 45 minutes. That's all. It's just man thing ideas. And mind you, you know, I'm, I'm editing these as I, as I record them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I appreciate your feedback, but keep your feedback. Keep it to yourself. Keep it. Um, and uh, it's just me, you know, spouting about ideas for Man-Thing stories. Uh, you know what else could happen? Uh, and Man-Thing comes in and uh, this guy is there and he's the bad guy. Man-Thing's a good guy, of course. Uh, and the guy's like, hey, so I was talking to him and started asking all these questions. Man-Thing doesn't say anything uh, and he burns him. Uh, and that's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sneak preview for you people. That's what you got to look forward to. I really hope you to. enjoyed that. That's and if you, want, you want more of that, you know, I'm going to start a Patreon. You send a little money my way. Yeah. Just a little bit more of that. Money for what? Stop asking so many questions. You'd be a little bit more like man thing, huh? Exactly. Why are you talking so much? Be quiet. That's your problem now. We've got you in this mess as it is. <laughs> okay. Um, also in comic book news, um, something that caught my eye. IDW mm. um, has a new comic coming out called Bebop and Rocksteady <laughs> Destroy Everything. I love the name of this comic book. Destroy everything. Everything. All of it. So it's basically Bebop and Rocksteady going through time, past, present, future, and there's going to be a new comic book. There's going to be a new illustrator for each episode, each yeah. each issue. Yeah, that to me, I was like, I will, I will sign up for that. Yeah, say no more. I'm, I'm on board. I don't actually pick up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles books. No, now. I don't. However, there's something about this book that I'm attracted to. Rocksteady and Bebop just blowing stuff up. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Another thing in comics, um, Deadpool, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist are going to be having a crossover comic where it's going to be like four comics all in one. So there's Mm going to be two Deadpools, two like full-size Deadpool comics, Mm -hmm. one Daredevil comic, and one Power Man and Iron Fist comic all smacked into one comic that comes out in June. Let's talk about this. Okay. Why are most of these characters here in this book? I think that these are like, what What am I trying to say? These, we're talking tie-ins. A tie-in with Netflix, yeah? I mean, we're looking at Daredevil. We're looking at Luke Cage. We're looking at Iron Fist. These are dare, these are Netflix tie-ins. Of course, we want to get hyped well, on Deadpool, that. I mean, Deadpool. But Deadpool is the odd man out. That's yeah. why I'm asking. Like, huh? I, well, I didn't think that. I didn't think Netflix when I saw it. What I thought was these are cult favorite characters. Mm. Like, if you go up to someone and you go, Power Man, Luke Cage. You know what I'm talking about? And they're like, No, no not really. Or or Iron Fist, Danny Rand. Who? Mm-hmm. Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Huh? Daredevil. No, I see. I think Deadpool is not in that but category not no any, longer. Not in, not anymore. Do you think they like Deadpool? Basically, provides a springboard. Like people who are like, oh, I like Deadpool. I'm definitely up on that. And Deadpool is sort of like, oh, hold up. 
Deadpool is the person that you know, and Power Man is the plus one. You're right. So it's like you invite somebody to a party and you get a plus one. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Deadpool. Everybody likes Deadpool. He's the life of the party. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 hold up. Who's mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Who's this? Luke Cage. What are you all about? So now you have like uh, acceptance or excitability by proxy. Because yes, I do like Deadpool. Easy. Next question. Who, who is this? Luke Cage. What do I need to know about that? All right. I guess I'm into this. If you're with Deadpool, cool. You're cool with me. Mm-hmm. You think it's something like that? Well, I think, I think one, all these characters have cult followings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think all these characters have individual books. Mm-hmm. I think it's a smart move. All these characters have, you know, are in the cinematic TV movie universe. Yeah, that's right. Right now. So, and I think a lot of them are street level as well. So I think it's just a cool team up. What do you mean when you say street level? Like they're not flying and swooping and you know what i'm saying they're not like jetting out of the space to beat up galactus and right stuff. yeah okay, yeah they're okay. they're on on the street you yeah. know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. and they, and they, and they all have a level of besides i would think besides depending upon who's writing daredevil they all have a little bit of like you know levity to them as well okay yeah i'll give you that so that's what i mean by they're all kind of like in the same kind of like mixture because if you were to throw spider-man in that he'd be like the almost like the downer kind of you know what i'm saying if you throw captain america in that mix it's kind of like not there's anything wrong with that but i see how all these characters get together yeah are you excited for this i'm buying it do we know who is writing this i think all of the creative teams are all involved i don't know who's illustrating it i see but i think all the writers are involved so like you know deadpool has jerry duggan uh uh and and then we have uh uh, what uh, daredevil is charles sewell I mean, and like that sort of thing. The people who are writing those books now. Well, I know they said there's going to be two. It's going to be, it's really going to be comprised of two Deadpool books, one Daredevil book, and one Power Man Iron Fist book all okay. together in one binding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoa. Giant size. I'll take it. Hey, you know who should be in that book? Go for it. No, I'm just not even going to say All right. They know. They know what you're about to say. Moving on. (laughs) It's man things. Man things. Definitely man things. All right. Got you. Got it. (laughs) Um, So this is also really exciting. Black Panther number one is projected to sell over 300,000 copies. Look, I take back what I said about money being too high because that puts things in perspective. Mm -hmm. Because what what was the the, the amount of money that we were talking about? Uh, $350 for a movie mm-hmm. and we're rightfully so getting excited about 300,000 copies. Yes. So now I'm starting to understand the parameters of like, here's what success looks like uh, financially numerically for comics as opposed to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think that puts things into perspective. Yeah. I'm just excited that, you know, black Panther seems that like it's already being embraced by the comic mm-hmm. book shops. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, it's one thing to get the creative team together. It's another thing to actually get the book made. It's another thing to get the comic book shops to buy it. Cause the comic book shops don't just all buy the same amount. No, they can no, choose no, no. to buy more or less. Right. So it seems like the comic book shops are excited about it, which I would assume now they have an invested interest in pushing the book out and getting it to people. That's right. Because you're not going to spend all that money on all those issues just for it to sit on the shelf and go, eh, but, yeah, that book is, you know, you want it, you know, you believe in it. Yeah. And as a result, that belief's going to make its way out towards the customers that are coming in. So 
That makes me wonder what it's like for a comic book shop or shops in Philly, let's say, versus shops in different regions. Like, what's the excitement level in you know in the Midwest or on the West Coast or or the Northwest or Canada? I'm like, what is it about a, a regional climate and the people who are in that area that would demand Black Panther? Because here, I, I think here in Philly. I'm pretty sure we're really excited for Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you say Black Panther in a sentence, I'm salivating. Like, I already know that I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm just getting more and more excited. But I wonder what the numbers look like if you go out to, I mean, I don't know, Nebraska, like somewhere like out in in East Jibit. Yeah. You know, is it the same sort of excitement? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on exposure. I think that Black Panther is going to become... When does the movie come out? When does Civil War come out? Uh, Civil War? Yeah. Civil War, I think, comes out in May. Okay, so no. I think that... I, my, my assumption is that they're strategically making sure that Black Panther is available in the comic book shops. And we talked about last episode about how Black Panther merchandise is going to be here, there, and everywhere. Oh, yeah. They know that there aren't a lot of people of color that are represented in media in general, let mm-hmm. alone comic media. Mm-hmm. They know that people are co- of color are salivating for it. Yeah. So, hello, smart business practice. Yeah, let's get ready. Let's get ready. Yeah. Because when we put this dude in this movie, people are going to be like, Black Panther is my favorite character ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all kinds of people. So they're going to go, where can I find out more about Black Panther? Well, you want there to be a book. Yeah, and the comic shop because this is an opportunity. This is the entry for them to be like, man, I'm picking up a Black Panther thing every month. Yeah, and now if this kid, this teen, this adult is going to now be able to g- continue to grow with Black Panther, so it seems strategic. It seems like, and it's smart because yeah. I'm ready to buy a Black Panther T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, when I have kids, I want them to be able to go to the comic shop and go, Yo, pop, what should I, what should I check out? You know what I mean? I want Black Panther to be an option. I want Finn to be an option. I want Poe Dameron to be an option. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's smart. I think it's smart. I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 Marvel, where's my Finn comic book? It's going to be good. In, is that not coming? We don't know. I'm just, I'm just we asking. We know that the Poe book is coming. but Yeah, but we, we know Marvel's listening, so I want to make sure that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like as a direct aside, oh, hey, Marvel, where's my Finn book? Yeah, let me get my Finn book. Let me, let me get my damn croissant. <laughs> Uh, speaking of comic news, transitioning a little bit, uh, Batman number 50 is out today. Yes. And Batman number 51 is the end of Snyder Capullo, the mm-hmm. creative team mm-hmm. on Batman for 51 issues. Yeah. Did you pick up 50 today? I did. Uh, have you read it yet? I have. Yeah. So this is big. The end of an era. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Um, I'm excited to see how it ends. I'm sad to see it in. Yeah, of course. And I'm also excited to see what Capullo and Snyder move on to do Mm -hmm. and what they move on to do separately and together. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy, you know, like you've given me 50 issues. That's a lot of a book. Like I've told you guys before, this is my Batman run that I read from beginning to end for multiple years, month after month after month. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful I want to see it in really well because they've been strong all the way through. Um, and I think that they did some unique things. They added to the Batman canon. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Speaking and, of, you know, Batman in this issue today, Batman number 50, he's got a new suit. Yeah. So I don't really know how we navigate this with a, Just without, put a period right there. That's it. He's got a new suit. He's got a new suit. That's it. Batman's got a suit. Mm-hmm. Do we like it? Do you like it? Um, I think it's dope. I don't uh, think it's like, I don't think it's the suit I want to see him in forever. I see. You know what I'm saying? Like if that turned into his new, like now that doesn't, just like you open up the, you know, Batman kind of like, here are all my suits and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think that's now his iconic suit. Now this is him. Yeah. And when you think Batman, you see this. Batman and Spider-Man both sort of have this thing where they, they get different suits and it's almost like, you know, you can imagine this being on an action figure. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is Arctic Explorer, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is Volcano Adventure, Batman. Volcano Adventure, yeah. Batman. And, and it's like, as soon as you get, they, they get a new suit, you just, can, you can qualify it in that. Okay, this is for that. This is for that. This right. is for that. Yeah. So it's not necessarily definitive. It's not his trademark. Yeah, because there wasn't that much different about it that made you go, Whoa! It's now this is the it's it's just a different suit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um Bruce Wayne has got to be thinking he's like, I don't know why people freak out. I just changed my shirt. That's all. That's all I'm doing. Don't you wear a different shirt every day? How come I can't? Or do you? Or do you? <laughs> Here's what you don't know, listeners, but uh Octavius and I, we both dress like cartoon characters. We wear the exact same clothes every single day. Strangely, we both look like Doug Funny. I don't know what it is. We're, we just we, we both do that like khaki short uh, uh uh green sweater vest situation. Now internet, y'all know this is not true, right? <laughs> why why? Spoilers. Y'all know Spoilers. y'all know I don't walk around with no dog on shorts and no khaki shirt or whatever you just said all through the winter and all that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Staying with Batman news. Lego Batman movie logo is released. Yeah. Um, the movie is going to be coming out in 2017. You excited for that? Very excited. Batman in the Lego movie. Lego movie number one was dope. It was Batman so in good. the Lego movie. So good. It was very fun. Will Arnett doing the voice of Batman. I saw a few screenshots of the new Batman movie where he's walking through. I, I guess he's in the Batcave and there are a bunch of different outfits. Speaking of different Batman suits, yep. there are a bunch of different outfits in the back. One of them uh, is labeled Raging Bat. Instead of Raging Bull. And it's like Batman's boxing outfit. Of course. Of course it is. That sort of situation. Uh, Lego. I love that. Way to go, guys. They're so good. You guys do such a good job. Yeah. Excellent. And there's a video game coming as well. Another Uh, one. Yeah. Telltale Games. uh, They do a lot of adventure games. They're doing a Minecraft game now. They did. Oh, are they? A really excellent Walking Dead game, which is, those are words that I just said. Mm. They did an excellent Walking Dead game. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And The Walking Dead. In the same sentence. From Adam Junkpile Tedderus. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, uh, the Telltale Games is, is doing a Batman adventure game that I'm really, really stoked for. And I, a, a pretty interesting piece of information that they revealed this week is you can choose to tackle a lot of the game's uh, content, the story, as either Bruce, Bruce Wayne or Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How interesting is that? Very interesting. So you're going to get to choose your destiny, so to speak, depending upon how you're going to address things. Are you yeah. going to address things as Bruce Wayne and handle it from the billionaire playboy perspective? Or are you going to address things as Batman and deal with it as 
the world's greatest detective and the Cape Crusader slash vigilante. Yeah. And your decisions and what you do and who you do it as and what you say as who is all going to affect your outcome. Yeah. Very, very into this. And they said that this is going to be a more mature game. Let me hit so, you with this. Yeah. Okay. You can choose. And I, I want you to choose. You tell me. I'm going to give you a scenario and you choose. Do I, do I tackle this as Here Bruce we go, Wayne yo. Batman? Here we go, yo. Go ahead. Yo, what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? Yeah, that was good. I'm never going to rap on the microphone again. All right. I'm going to just edit that out. Okay, no, it's yeah, staying yeah, in. Yeah. People, no, 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 no. People need to hear that. Man, we can all live with me. Hey, by the way, I'm Junk Pile. Remember that, okay? <laughs> rap game Junk Pile. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay, got it. And you are going to tell me, do you tackle this as Batman or Bruce Wayne? Remember this. There's no right answer. There's only your answer. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Apocalypse. Splat out. Crashes into the city. He's tearing buildings apart. He's leveling all the Gotham. Mm-hmm. Who's the person that you choose to tackle this situation? That's all I have is that Apocalypse is here? Apocalypse is in town. He's wrecking it. Well, here's the thing. No matter what, the answer is Batman. Exactly. So I need to understand how Telltale is going to accomplish this gameplay mechanic other than being, we made a game and everyone always chose to be Batman. Well, here's like the- what situation? Okay, here's another situation. Mm-hmm. You go to the grocery store. You're at Whole Foods. Man, that, 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 that's a really expensive grocery store visit. Mm-hmm. You get the bill. The guy says, hey, how are you going to pay for this? Do you tackle this as Batman and Bruce Wayne? I think <laughs> no matter what, the answer is always Batman. But here's why. <laughs> no, okay. So in this situation, Batman drop kicks the, cash, the, the cashier. And, and this, this, that's what's taking place. No, let me explain Bruce, why. You could have just put that on your card. Let me explain why the answer is always Batman. <laughs> the answer is always Batman when it comes to Batman because Batman is the only person that you're ever dealing with. No matter how he's dressed, mm. whether he's dressed as Batman Bruce Wayne or Mattress Malone, that's his. all Batman mm. in his head. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All he's doing is donning a different costume. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. so, you know, like if you're walking around and you do something done, you'd be like, Octavius, why did you do that? What is wrong with, like, you talk to yourself in your head. Yeah. When, when Batman talks to himself in his head, he calls himself <laughs> Batman. He doesn't call himself Bruce Wayne. Bruce, what's wrong with you? He's like, Batman, why'd you do that? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's why I say no matter how you address it, you're addressing it as Batman. Yeah. But Batman would have the wisdom to apply the proper costume yeah. to contextualize himself to get the best result. And that's kind of what I'm getting from the game. Uh-huh. It's like, do I address this as dressed as Bruce Wayne? And do I speak as Bruce Wayne? Or do I dress this as Batman? And do I speak and act as Batman? Yeah. Even though... It's all Batman just using all his resources. It remains to be seen how Telltale Games makes being Batman or Bruce Wayne different. Different. Yeah. Because I would like to know how they're able to stage any any event at all in which it would be more exciting to be Bruce. But I'm I think like, it would I'm going to attack strategy. this with diplomacy. It's, tra- it's strategy. Because you know, like if you're in the grocery store, you think about it. Like, you can't be in the grocery store dressed as Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, feeling the fruit and stuff like that. <laughs> excuse me, miss. <laughs> yes, I am Batman. I understand. No, excuse me. I need. I just need to get the peanut butter. Rachel! She's my favorite person here. My favorite employee. Where's Rachel? 
Yeah. Somebody knows where she is. Hey, hey, lower your <laughs> voice, my friend. I'm sorry. Lower your voice. Lost my parents. Yeah. I, I mean, I should have said that. You're 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 bruising fruits. <laughs> <That's, laughs> you're bruising fruits. That's what's happening. Take it down a notch. And meanwhile, he's got his his iPhone uh, plugged into his ears. He's listening to the Batman versus Superman soundtrack, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the game because it's an interesting take on Bruce Wayne Batman. Usually we see Bruce walking around and doing the schmoozing and like goes to a gala and and, and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. But we never really get to play as Bruce. We never really get to see an opportunity in which Bruce Maybe they'll add is some the value. decision maker. Maybe they'll add some value to the Bruce Wayne story and bring so. us into a perspective that goes, oh, we see why Bruce Wayne is necessary. Because mm-hmm. we understand why Batman, like take Batman out of Gotham. I think that the average person who knows about Batman would understand, oh, there'd be a large thing lacking if mm-hmm. Batman wasn't here. Mm-hmm. But maybe they'll be able to communicate, take Bruce Wayne out and leave Batman. There's a big thing that's missing here. We mm-hmm. need Bruce Wayne and we need Batman. Both of these characters are necessary. Yeah. You know? I'll play should, the game. They should just hire us. I will play the game because they made a Walking Dead game that was so superb. Yes, they did. So I'm I'm on board. And Walking Dead, speaking of which, uh, the season finale of Walking Dead, your favorite show, is going to be 90 minutes long. Oh my god! Woo! Are we are we approaching that now? Is the season finale almost it's, here? I think there's two or three episodes left. Oh wow, that was fast. It feels like it. Uh, the premiere only just started. Hey man, Adam, it's not too late. Everybody, at Adam J. Tetris, oh. let Adam know how you feel about the Walking Dead and why he needs to join us. And do his job as the co-host of Comic Book Junko. We can't talk about the freaking <laughs> oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. because this guy won't watch it. You make this my responsibility now. Hey, it's on you, man. You're letting the people down. Are you excited for the finale? I am because those of you who read the comics, you know. Negan. So we shall see how they bring it all together. Has Negan showed up? No. So Negan is a character that I am familiar with because he was in the books when I when I stopped picking up The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And Negan is brutal. Negan yeah. is a character that I did not necessarily enjoy reading, but... You ain't supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I was not supposed to. So I know that in this season, Negan is... You know, we're, we're at they're, that They're point. mentioning Negan. They're talking about Negan. They're discussing Negan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I'm I'm very interested to see how... They bring Negan in, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to, you know, spoil anything for those of you that haven't read the comics or have forgotten the comics or, you know, whatever. But I'm I'm interested to see how this goes together. Let's talk about a television show that I'm excited for. Do you want to keep talking about The Walking Dead, you mean? The Walking Dead. How did you know? Hey, you know, I know you, man. We Fear the Walking Dead. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I, that's Dead. what I'm not excited about. <laughs> no, uh, I wanted to actually bring up an uh, in, in old love, a nostalgic one for me, The Tick. Did you ever get into The Tick? I watched the, uh, the cartoon back in the day, the actual TV show. Yeah. I think I maybe might have caught it, but I don't really... They didn't really watch it that much. I I, I don't know what it was. It, it had to have been some collection of like the tick being very inane and goofy and really funny. And at the time I was really into, uh, you remember the show Freakazoid? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of uh, humor. And also m- my favorite video game of all time, 
Earthworm Jim 2. Yeah. Earthworm Jim 2. Earthworm Jim. I used to draw him when I was a little kid. Oh, he's the best. And like, I love Earthworm Jim. I love the Earthworm Jim franchise. And I think that sort of shares a spirit, a a comedy Mm -hmm. that the Tick embraces as well. That absurdity of superheroes. The Tick is coming back. And the Tick was a TV show in like the early, well, was a cartoon originally. And then a TV show in the early 2000s. There was a comic book even back further. Uh, and it was a really great show when it was the live action show. It's coming back. It's going straight to Amazon. I'm super excited. Do you and have Amazon Prime? I do. I do have Amazon Prime. I don't have it. No? Mm-mm. How do you get by? Netflix. But, I mean, like Amazon Prime is like, uh, uh, I got drones delivering bags of sugar to me. I'm like, really? Uh, 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 Alexa, because that's the name of their oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. Amazon Echo. Alexa, I need soap. Let me get that sugar. Girl. Just smashes through my window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime is great. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't made the jump. It's my favorite Transformer by far. Amazon mm. Prime. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Peter Serafinowitz is going to be playing the role of the Tick in the upcoming show. Thank you for pronouncing that because I know how to pronounce it. I, I think it's a, it's a, a one. I probably butchered it. Okay. So I, I know you're listening. Maybe I shouldn't Peter. have called it out. I, I appreciate you listening, Peter. Thank appreciate you that, bro. for the, the, the five stars and the positive comments. Very nice of you. I hope I said your name correctly, and I want to think I did because I, too, am Polish. So I got that on lock. But uh, Peter Serafinowicz is going to be taking the mantle of The Tick, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited. The Tick is um, home to one of my favorite villains of all time ever, 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 ever. Really? Chairface Chip and Dale. Which is a very dapper, well-dressed man. Googling. Who has a wooden chair for a head. And one of his, like, absolutely epic escapades was attempting to carve his... Chippendale? Chairface Chippendale. Google. Chairface Chippendale tried to carve his name into the moon and only got part way (laughs) and fell off. I remember this guy. Oh, my God. He's the best. I love Chairface. So I'm 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 hoping that we get to see stuff like that, like uh, um, El Seed, El Seed, and Chairface, and some of the other bad guys from The Tick. I love The Tick. The Tick is so goofy, and it's it's so inane. It's so uh, aware of itself. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for this. I'm really pumped. Yeah, I can tell from the expression on your face that you are just filling up with with vim and vigor and excitement for this television program. Yeah. <laughs> the I final you, word that's the final word i'll tell you a show that i do have them in vigor for yes luke cage oh my god september 30th and we got a teaser and everything we got an announcement we uh-huh. got a teaser did you see the teaser no you sent me a link and i haven't been able to watch it yet i heard that the way that you were able to watch it i guess organically if that's a thing is you have to get to the 13th episode of daredevil season two Mm-hmm. And then it becomes available like it's at the end of the episode. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I you can watch that. it on Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw it and it was dope. And the 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 best thing about it was it had Nas, like the music. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nas was like, like Illmatic or like uh, you can hate me now. No, nah, not hate me. Now. Well, I'll let you watch it. You know, internet, I'll let you watch it. Adam, I'll let you watch it. When Luke you- Cage takes on Suge Knight. Oh gosh, dang! It is pretty dope, though. Like you know, it, it, he he doesn't do a lot, yeah. but it's it's all of fifteen twenty seconds long. Yeah, you know, but it's enough to make you go, 
Oh, they shooting. That's the song. Oh yeah, they shooting. Made you look. Yeah, made you look. That's the joint. <laughs> Yo, it's dope. So really excited about That's that. That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm really excited for that too. Yeah, man. It's coming oh, man. soon. Uh, speaking of Daredevil season two, actually, are you all the way through the season? I have like three or four episodes left. It is Wednesday. The show came out on Friday. I think I'm about on the same place with you. I want to say that I'm on like episode eight or nine, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think what you and I ought to do is finish that show and we will do a one shot. Let's Daredevil just do the whole, two. do the whole thing. Let's yeah. just talk about the whole stuff. I agree. I think we do a one shot on the entire season. When you have seen the entire season, then you can join us for it. But I think it'll be better for us to do that so we have an opportunity to talk about it all as one. And you guys have an opportunity to watch it all because I know people got jobs. They got stuff they got to do. They got mm-hmm. kids. They got family members. They can't just sit around and watch 13 hours of TV. Mm-hmm. 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 So uh, last piece of news, Marvel and Disney um, pledged to boycott Georgia um, for a certain... Um, what is it exactly? What's the terminology? This is a quote unquote discrimination bill? religious liberty bill, which uh-huh. is uh, it's it's pending in Georgia, and it, it could potentially be passed by the governor of Georgia, Nathan Deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the The bottom line is this, and this is something that I'm pulling from ComicBook.com, so I have to send up uh, uh, credit to them. Uh, the bottom line of this bill is. Uh, this could potentially allow faith-based organizations to deny services or employment to, quote, those who violate sincerely held religious beliefs. Which means if this bill is passed in Georgia, it is entirely possible that there are businesses uh, that would be able to legally deny employment and opportunity and service to people they disagree with. Um, people who are uh, you know, homosexual or people who are Muslim or of any faith, mm-hmm. frankly, not just mm-hmm. Muslim mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or Islam, but any yeah. faith that is um, not uh, in the same vein as their own. Yeah. Anyone who is discriminating against someone else has now, now would have a pass. Now, tell they would me what, be able to legally do that. Tell me what your thoughts are on this. That is so whack. That is like that is disproportionately whack to how I, I can't even conceive of how this is the thing that could make its way in front of a governor and potentially influence an entire state. Mm-hmm. And I applaud at least on a press release uh, um, fix. I applaud uh, Marvel and Disney and AMC is up on this too. Yeah, AMC who are behind you know The Walking Dead. Um, I applaud those companies for saying, no, 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 no. We are not going to be a part of this. And we are actually potentially going to uproot our business mm-hmm. and take it out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because Marvel and Disney, they, they do a lot of, um, uh, I believe, film shoots in Georgia. Yeah. In Atlanta, I yeah. think. I'm pretty sure that's where they filmed much of Captain America Civil War and uh, a, a few other upcoming movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, right. is potentially going to be filmed in Georgia. So Marvel is saying, look, this bill gets passed, we're pulling our business out of Georgia. Now, here's the, I don't believe that's actually going to happen. Here's my thing. like, I think that it's absolutely positively whack for you to tell someone, you don't agree with me, you don't agree with my foundational worldview and perspective. And as a result, I can deny you service. Yeah. 
Um, I think that that's, that's not cool. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. I oftentimes, when I don't agree with someone, and you know this about me, mm. one of the things that I like to do is go, but where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Because I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the people who are trying to pass this bill. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. And kind of go like, well, what are you fighting for? Yeah. And what do you think they're fighting for? Not necessarily if you agree with what they're fighting for, but kind of trying to understand, like, what's the point they're trying to achieve by doing this? What do you think the the good in their mind? Well, let me wait, let me ask you: what, if you were to make a, a guess, an educated guess, what do you think those people who are proposing the bill, who want the bill to pass, what do you think they are fighting for? That's what I'm asking you. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to work that out in my head and go for me it's 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 comfort and i think the people who are proposing the bill and who support this bill they want to protect their lives from being disrupted by difficult anything difficult concepts difficult religions difficult uh realities they want to isolate themselves so they can stay comfortable and not have to uh, reach a point where they would potentially reconcile their own thoughts and beliefs in order to figure out what's, what's happening in the world. How do I integrate into the world? How do I accept and receive and understand the world? Mm-hmm. I'd rather not. I'd rather play the ignorance is bliss card. Hmm. I feel like the people, and, and I need to go out of my way to say, this is my two cents based solely on my my personal belief mm-hmm. and nothing else. Right. And there are relationships that are missing from this uh from from this appraisal. Like I don't I do not know the people right sure who are responsible for or supporting this bill. And that is problematic by itself. But I believe that it's very difficult to uh approach conflict, something that is uh potentially a conflict to what you believe something that is a conflict to something so core as your faith, the thing that guides your life. And these people would rather not have to deal with that in their life. So I would rather make it perfectly legal for me to say, nah, I don't need to deal with you. I don't now, need your input. That, I don't need your perspective. I'm, see, I'm I, trying, I think that's terrible. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to wrestle through it and kind of go like, what are they trying to say? Because if the, if the argument is, oh, you're gay. You, we don't serve gay people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're straight. We don't serve straight people. Mm-hmm. You're Muslim. We don't serve. You're Christian. You're Buddhist. Mm-hmm. You're Catholic. Yeah. You're like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that's wild. You know what I mean? You can't, what's your ethnicity? Like, what, what's your religion? Oh, but, but I'm, I'm trying. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I have a hard time believing that that's what the fight is yeah. because that's so blatantly crazy yeah. that it's like, well, if that's, if it's that, then y'all are just wild. Well, isn't it, isn't it also blatantly crazy that a company like Disney and Marvel would potentially pull their business out of an entire state? But that's what I'm, what, so, right? what, so it's like crazy meets crazy. No, I don't think that's crazy. No, I what, what, I, what I mean to say is it's not crazy in that it is negative. That is a dire circumstance. Well, so, like, so that's a big dramatic choice. So I'm trying to figure out like, are you saying, for example, yeah. And I'm just going to be straight up and honest because I don't know how to I don't know how to have step. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. My biblical worldview says that as a Christian pastor, 
marriages between a man and a woman. That's sure. the Christian pastor's biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. That's what they that's they what they believe. Yeah. Now there are other people that go, I disagree with you. I believe marriage can be between a man and a man, a man and a woman, a woman and a woman, transgender, like in yeah. their different worldviews. And all of those worldviews need to be able to sit at the same table, disagree, agree, and love each other. Right. So the only way that I can see this kind of making sense is you, pastor, must marry these people that goes direct. You must do a thing that goes directly against your worldview yeah. by law. That's what makes me go, okay, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't force me to do something that's against my worldview, but I don't, I'm not hearing that in what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I'm not hearing something that goes, this is my worldview as a Catholic, as a Muslim, as a Buddhist, as a Christian, as an agnostic, as an atheist. And as a result of my worldview, you know, you're asking me to do something that I don't believe in that goes directly against my worldview. You're asking me to participate in something that I believe I shouldn't participate in, and you're right. making it by law. I have to do that. Right now, it's like you're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't make me do something I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other scenario, other than gay people aren't allowed here. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's wild. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, here's the thing: you bring up a really. Do you good get my point, point though? You yeah, know what I'm I, saying? I do. I do. I hear what you're saying, and I think you bring up a really good point, which is worth noting in that. What you and I are talking about, what this story is concerned with, what every party having to do with this story is concerned with, is sweeping generalization. Right. Right? Saying, there might be a time where you can deny service to someone who is gay. Or somebody who says on the opposite side, there might be a time where the law would mandate that I marry people who are gay, even though I don't believe in it, Mm -hmm. right? And what we're dealing with when we talk about those things is those are so broad. Those are such massive generalizations. Mm -hmm. They don't leave any room for human-to-human nuance, for relationship, for communication, mm-hmm. right? I think we we need to make sure that we have open channels for communication for what you and I talk about all the time, love and curiosity, right? right? And when we say... And, and, that, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's how I'm trying to approach this. Yeah. I'm trying to approach this like, I know what it sounds like, but I don't want to jump to that. Because yeah. I don't have enough information to conclude right. that it is as bad as it sounds. Right, I feel like there's a piece that's missing because here. It, because when we, when this gets posted as a story, we're talking absolutes. Yes, you have to do this, or no, you don't have to do this. Right, that leaves no room for flexibility. And humans, all humans, every human, doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, uh, who you are, where you're going. Mm-hmm. All of us are messy. All of us are flexible. All of us are dynamic and multifaceted, right? Right. And that's what's that's why it's so important for us to interface with one another, to talk to one another, to ask questions, mm-hmm. to get to know each other, what we share in common, and and find out the things that we we don't have in common. And like you said, sit at the ta- same table and love each other. So when we're talking about laws and we're talking about like judiciary mandates, we're talking about a little bit of fear mongering, telling people you must do this mm-hmm. or you definitely don't have to do this. And I don't legal. like the fact that I'm, I'm happy. You know what makes me uncomfortable about this? I'll be very, very transparent. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable that I have to 
fill in the blanks. I don't like that. Yeah. Good I don't point. like having to fill in the blank. I want to know what was said. Mm-hmm. Because right now, based off this article, I don't know what's said, and that's very dangerous it's to me. There's a lot of missing context. Yeah, because it, I know there's times where you could take one sentence that I've said and go, oh, you're a bigot. Yeah. Oh, you're a racist. Yeah. Oh, you're a so-and-so. And it's like, well, you didn't hear that in context. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, boycott Georgia if discrimination bill is passed. That's very, like, what's that? mean exactly that's big and vague and if i'm if i'm reading georgia currently has a religious liberty bill pending before governor uh nathan deal passed by georgia legislators last week the bill allows faith-based organizations to deny services or employment to those who violate their sincerely held religious belief uh religious belief which covers homosexuals and could also discriminate against those of other religions i don't this there's there's not enough information in there for me to have an opinion about that at all. Yeah. What's that mean? Well, it's, it seems like it's such a hot button. It's a hot button and it's something that should, or is expected to elicit strong opinions, strong reactions. So people feel strongly. And when we feel strongly, when we feel emotional, uh, we don't ask as many questions. We don't share curiosity. Yeah. Vulnerability right out the window. Yeah. Right out the window. And that's what I would like. and And I'll tell you, I'm just going to speak from a Christian perspective as a Christian, because I am a Christian. One of the things that I've seen is when you say you're a Christian, there's automatically an amount of baggage that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're a Christian. Oh, you're homophobic. Yeah, sure. It's like, ho, 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 hold up. You didn't ask me not one question. You don't even know my name. You don't even know my name. You don't know how I feel about this or that or this or that. You have your baggage that's attached to Christianity and you assume I'm that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the same people do the same thing. Oh, you're an atheist. Oh, you're this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're an agnostic. You're that. Oh, you're, you see, and that's what, that's what, that's why I don't, that's why I'm saying I do not like that I have to fill in the blanks. Yeah. And if someone reads this, there's enough to get fired up. But there's not enough to have like an, an, a full-fledged conversation with all the facts. Yeah. I'm not mad at comicbook.com for an article out. I'm not. But no, we're, no, no, we're, no, no, you no. and I are talking it out. Yeah. And that's what makes me uncomfortable because I'm kind of like, I don't know how, I don't know if I can land anywhere. And I think it's okay, internet. It's okay to say, well, I don't know where I land on that. Yeah. Because I don't have enough information. You know what? That, and that's a really good point as well, which is, you know, seeing a, a headline like this, seeing an, a, a story like this posted on a popular website like comicbook.com, it's going to get a lot of people to add comments to the site. Right? Yeah. And comments usually sound like somebody sounding off with their opinion mm-hmm. and somebody sounding off with their opinion and positing that opinion as if it is absolute truth. Right. And everybody else who is outside of that opinion is adult. Right. Comments rarely end up being questions. Yeah. Comments rarely end up being someone who wanders in and says, mm, this is interesting. Right. I have a couple of more questions about this. Right. Where can I find out more? And that's where I think I find myself. This is interesting. My superpower. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah Tell yeah, me yeah. more. Like, is there a certain scenario? Is there a certain circumstance that went down? Is there something that did or did not happen? Is there a particular scenario? Maybe this worked out one way in this scenario, but the scenario is different. So this bill is applicable here and it totally makes sense here. Mm-hmm. Or it's absolutely ridiculous here. There's no way it should be applied. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
that that's all. I just want to encourage people to think, ask questions, approach this thing with love and curiosity, like Adam and I say, approach the person that you feel does not see your perspective saying, number one, I'm going to respect this person. I'm going to love this person. And I'm going to ask questions to seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make an enemy out of this person because of their label, you know, like, cause at the end of the day, everybody at this table, this figurative table we're talking about that. Maybe we have different worldviews, different perspectives, different labels. I want us to be able to sit here and learn more about one another and walk away with a bigger understanding of, oh, that's where you're coming from. Yeah. I still don't agree with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I see. But I see where you're coming from. And I'm thankful that you shared it with and me. And I pre- you want to go get this sandwich? I know yeah. a good place. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And we're still friends and we still love each other. So the comic book, Junto, bottom line, absolute review. More information, please. Yes. We'd like to know more. Yes. That's it. Tell me more. That's yeah, tell me more. You see, I I'm a demon. And I, I I have a lot of unresolved issues. Uh, there was a time when uh, uh, I felt a I felt a certain movement uh, was moving through, and I didn't quite agree with it. But I uh, I'm open to discuss it. Uh, I I do come into this with a level of baggage that I will acknowledge, but. Um, okay, demon rolling up in New York. I'm like, <laughs> I do come into this with a little package. <laughs> uh, of course, this being a send up to our absolute blockbuster bit from last week, in which Octavius, uh, the the cartoon superhero, uh, uh, slowly gets off of his motorcycle, ever so slowly, and talks it out with uh, Mephistopheles. Mephis- hey, you Meph, let me talk to you real quick. <laughs> I mean, like, really, have you have you taken any time to really think about who are you? I've been under a lot of stress lately. I see that. Yes. I can see. Work is difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you got to smash all these buildings. I know you're killing people. At the end of the day, it's your job. But you can't feel good about that. Five, five passed away, and I don't know what to do. And I, I just... And uh, would I be next? I don't, I don't know. I'm bugging out. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So... How about this, some talk back, huh? I just want to say, I really enjoy doing this. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. All right, so guys, look, uh, let's let's just be, let me keep it real with you. We were supposed to do a book of the week. I didn't read all the books. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be real? Can I That's be okay, honest right look, now? All right, let's, 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 let's just share openly. Let's talk about it. We, we had suggested doing a book of the week, which was a, a number nine. Yes. Right. That's a rarity. Usually we've started with a number one, number two. Yeah. You know, right. eventually we'll we'll build up to some of those higher numbers. Yeah. Maybe we'll start um the new Batman uh arc with fifty-two. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. So we we had said nowhere man, number nine, book of the week, this week, read it. And here's the the reality. I do hope people who are listening read that. I, I hope if you had not read the first trade paperback you picked it up and read it and i hope you read all the way up to nine including nine and i hope you enjoyed it because it's a great book uh what did we learn today class unrealistic expectations yeah let's not you know unrealistic we're learning here we're learning here we're only on episode 13 (laughs) so we're we're giving cats 13 books to read i mean nine books to read in a week might be a lot it was erroneous. Uh, we, we're going to pass that up. We're not going to do a book of the week this week, and we're going to sort it out for the next week. Uh, that said, 
for anybody who did read Nowhere Man number nine, hit me up on Twitter mm-hmm. at Adam Tetris. I love that book. I'm gonna talk about that all day long. I'm a, I'm a, I will, I did read up to four. Mm-hmm. So I'm close. It's good. It's good. It is good. Yeah. So book of the week, our discussion. Tabled. I'm up to four. It's good. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you want to get into some talk back? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So, uh, we, we got some really, really good stuff for, uh, this, this segment of talk back this week. Uh, we got a couple of tweets and a couple of emails. I like getting emails. They're they're chunky guys. We really appreciate you guys talking back to us. Mm -hmm. You don't know how much it means to know that you guys are engaged. You're listening and you're giving us feedback. You're giving us thoughts. And you're helping us make this show good. Because mm-hmm. we want to talk about what you want us to talk about. So when you tell us, hey, answer this question, we know exactly how to hit the you know, hit the bullseye because you're giving it to us. That's right. Um, so we can jump right into it. On Twitter, uh, we got hit up by Dat Psych Guy. And at Dat Psych Guy asks, was there a point where you graduated from choosing quote-unquote safe book purchases into taking chances and expanding your tastes? And if so, how? Yes. I used to buy books purely for the art. Yeah, that's right. We talked about that a little bit. When I was a kid. It was all about the cool art. I didn't care. Um, And that was a real barrier for me. It was a huge barrier for me. If I didn't like the art, I am not reading this book. I felt like I was suffering Mm -hmm. through terrible artwork. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that that was a very, you know, younger version of me. You Do know you remember how that transitioned over where you decided you wanted to take a risk? Check uh, something out new? I think, I'm not exactly sure, but the thing that's jumping out to my mind is The Long Halloween. Oh, okay. Because The Long Halloween, that's that's artwork that I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The artwork is good. Jeff let, me, let me back up. I'm not saying that I'm not a th- huge fan of the artwork, but the artwork's not what has me, is not what's holding me. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And there was a lot of parts where it was just straight text. And I'm not a black words on white page type dude. Yeah. But the story was so good. Yeah. It was really good. So I think I just started to mature and I started to value story more than artwork. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when it happened, but. You know, another thing that was really good was um, Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. That artwork's crazy. You can barely understand what the heck is even going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But again, the story's so good that the the satisfaction of a well-told story. And I think, you know what, now I'm talking out loud. I just think as I matured, I really like really well-told stories. Yeah. You know, so when you just want something to be pretty, that has a certain amount of value. But when you want the the satisfaction of closing a book and going, wow, yeah, that was good, yeah, you know, I'll rather take that over this is pretty. I I found that my my transition from safe books, so to speak, into books that I don't know much about, usually guided by the creative team. And what I mean by yes. that is, if I see if I'm reading, let's say, uh, a book by Jason Aaron. I like Jason Aaron and mm-hmm. he had a really good run on Thor. I was really into the run on Thor, which was a recommendation that was given to me by, uh, you know, my, my friends at brave new worlds. Uh, and, and they recommended I pick up that, that plot arc. I had never really read much Thor. So I'm, I'm checking it out on their recommendation. What I come to realize is I really like the writing. 
I like the artwork as well. I like a lot of things going on here. So the next time that I see that Jason Aaron has a new book coming out, I'm thinking, you know what? I like his run on Thor. I like what he did with those characters. I'll check out some more Jason Aaron books. And that means now I'm leaping into a new publisher, new plots, new storylines entirely. That's what led me to, if I'm using a, a more recent example... You know, I'm jumping from Jason Aaron's work for Marvel and Thor, a superhero, mm-hmm. into his work at Image and Southern Bastards. Yeah. Which is a comic about football in the South and people who worship football in the South. And those aren't necessarily things that speak to me by default. Mm-hmm. But I trust Jason Aaron yeah. and Jason Latour, the artist on that book as well. I've seen their work elsewhere and I followed the creative team. Yeah. So that's something that I'm really into. I like finding those voices and, and also those tones and the and, and to your point, the artwork that I really appreciate. And I'll see what what is coming out that those people are working on. Mm-hmm. I, I like taking a leap of faith. Every once in a while, I'll take a leap of faith that has absolutely nothing to do with something that I know. Sometimes that has to do with subject. I'm picking up Ringside, an image book about pro wrestling. It's yeah. like a, a crime noir that has to do with, uh, with pro wrestling. It's not necessarily about it, but it's kind of set in that environment. Totally, totally, totally picking this up only because it's a people who are wrestlers, and I like pro wrestling. Another thing that... Don't know nothing else about it, and I yeah. love it. Another thing that gets me into trying new books is the suggestions of people whose taste I trust. Oh, that's everything. That is everything. Anybody you know who reads comics has to pick something up that you don't. All you have to do is say, what are you reading this week? Or what was the last thing that you read that was really good? Yeah. Or what, should I, what, what do you, you got any suggestions? Like I walk into the comic book shop and every time, every now and then I go, hey, anything I should be picking up? Or you guys got any suggestions? Or what's, what, do you, what do you like right now? Yeah. I had to cut that out. Because that ends up, I go through that emotional roller coaster where they're like, uh, hey, you should be picking up up, X, Y, Z. And then once I go up to the cashier, I'm like, oh, but I don't have one of the books that you recommended. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, are they going to ask why I didn't pick that up? No, no, suddenly they're going to think I don't trust them anymore. Should I go and pick that up right now, even though I don't want to check it out? I think the real question is, does Young Metro trust them? Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important question. Hey, look, if Young Metro doesn't trust you, you know, yeah, he's going to shoot you. That's how it goes down. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question uh, from at Smug Z. Shout out to Smug Z. Thank you for continuing to participate in the show. Really appreciate that. Uh, comic Book Junto at Octavius A. Newman at Adam J. Tedderisk. Hashtag Ask CBJ. Any special way of storing your comics? Good question. As I was starting to pick up floppies, individual copies uh, or comics every single week on Wednesdays, what I was doing is I was also picking up bags and boards. I pick up like a a big uh, set of bags and boards. So you get a couple dozen in a set and they last you for a long time. What I used to do is I would just store every comic I bought in a bag and a board. It's kind of meditative. You go home, you have your stack, you just put them in the bag, you get a little... I use painter's tape because it doesn't leave a mark. It's blue painter's tape. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the back and I tape them down together. And then I put those in a long box and I have a couple of long boxes in my apartment. So I got a bunch of long boxes and a bunch of comics and bags and boards. I don't do this as much as I used to because I found that every once in a while I'll go through my long boxes and notice like what I'm really into and what I, what I want to either lend or pick out of the box and read again. There's not that much. 
there are a lot of things that I might not return to. And then I end up just kind of recycling the long the, those bags and boards. I'll take one comic out, I'll put it somewhere else, and I'll, I'll make space for a different one. So I'm not doing that as often, but as someone who uh, values the things that I'm purchasing, I, th- I think they have worth. And it's not necessarily that I, I want to resell them or preserve them because I think we're going to get rich off this stuff unless I got amazing fantasy. Unless. Unless I got that amazing fantasy. Right. Uh, I don't I don't put any merit into that per se. It's just I buy these comics and I enjoy these comics and so I want to keep them nice. Yeah. And also, you know what? It's a preservation thing for when I lend them. I want to lend the book to somebody and make them feel like uh, you know, they they can take part in the ritual, mm-hmm. unseal that bag and pull it out and then read it and then put it back in. Because every once in a while, I'll lend a book to someone and that person freaks out a little bit. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I hope I, I don't, don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess up your comic. Right. And I always have to remind someone that I give a book to. These are for reading. Comics are for reading. Yes. Enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to chew on it. Right. That's different. That's but like, weird. Yeah. Enjoy this. So I'm cool with it. I personally, uh, the way I store my comics, badly is the way I store them. <laughs> well, okay, okay, go on. Badly. Tell me more. Um, I have a few long boxes, but I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have comic books in my bag, so my bag is unnecessarily heavy because weeks of comic books will gather in a certain compartment, uh-huh. and then it's like I'll take them all out, and then after I take them out, there's like, like brown bags of between two and six comics that are just in a corner in the living room. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of anal retentive about this actually. Now that, now that you're bringing it up, I'm thinking like I I have a whole process, but I have bags and boards for everything I buy. Yeah. Um, But I think that's something I'm kind of like wrestling with because I know that I eventually want to have a library. Like I I think I might've told a story on the show before my grandfather had this library in the kitchen slash dining room mm. that was like from the floor to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And there were books all along the wall. And I remember asking him, I was like, yo, grandpa, you read all these books? He's like, well, sir, I read most of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. So I want to have a library of what I read, which is graphic novels and comics, because mm-hmm. comics really aren't going to be worth much in the future, I don't think. Um, but I like actual physically having something in my hand. Mm -hmm. I like going to the comic book shop. I like buying the actual comic. I like opening it, reading it, putting it in a bag. I like doing all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm trying to wrestle through, do I keep picking stuff up? Do I go digital? And then do I buy, you know, the hardcover? Because I want the hardcover, like, if I lend it to someone, I'm lending them a hardbound book. I don't want the floppy, bendable thing that can get all wrinkled and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's why I say, how do I store it? My wife is like, yo, you got to figure this out. You got to do something. <laughs> you know, she has a friend who has... I don't have to worry about that. Not yet. No. No, not Until. yet. Until. Not yet. Until. Then she's out there, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You meet the Somebody, one. Somebody's coming. So I have, I have uh, uh, somebody over my place. And she sees this long white box fooled with, what, what are these? Are these comics? You read comics? I'm like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'll wait until the third date. 
Just you went, me, you went back like, to the. To uh, the I'll just wait. Ner- comics are not cool. Oh uh, no, <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. That's why comics are actually what that is. Is a uh, that's a box of uh, uh, um, uh, magazines, the GQ magazines, because I'm really into fashion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. also have I mean, uh, sports cars as well. Uh, that's all I have. To By the time I'm done uh, uh, babbling and staring at my shoes, she's gone. She's like 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 uh, 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 the Road Runner from Looney Tunes. Like right. gone out of here. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also got an email from our friend Simon Martin. Uh, I really well, hold on. Wait, that's the we're we're saving that one. Yeah, for the uh, yeah, we're saving that one for when we do the Daredevil one. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, okay, so we're gonna save this for the Daredevil episode because this one has to do with Daredevil. But we do have another. I, I do want to just quickly shout out Simon Martin. Uh, used the word John in his email. Well done. And used it successfully. Congratulations. It's raining like a John out there. You did it. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it is not raining like a John out uh, there. You did have a last one, though. Yes. Um, so I have at A. Bart Jones. Um, he asked how to integrate Icon into the mainstream DC universe. Uh, when you say that out loud, Octavius, my brain is filled with question marks. Right. What, are, what do those words mean? So Icon is a character... Um, that came from, uh, man, now, see, now, now that I'm on the spot, the man is Googling. Yeah. I mean, he's working. So, um, he's on I, the trackpad. He's on the keys. <laughs> he's looking it up. He's researching. He's bringing um, this level of investigation to the show right now. And that's what happens sometimes when you forget. And this is live, live, uh, Live uh, audio. Young Metro. (laughs) Young Metro, keep putting the gut away. He doesn't trust that he knows the answer. Yeah, but okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Milestone Media um, is a group of people who made comics, and they are now a part of DC, and Mm. their character is a part of DC's continuity, um, and they they felt like people of color were not well represented in comics. You mentioned that this is the team responsible for a Static Shock. Yes. I remember Static Shock. Yes. I remember the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. So they, they felt like people of color were not represented in comics, so they went out of their way to do something about it. Mm. And they had Milestone Media, and they have different characters. They had and Static Shock as one of them, and Icon was one of them. Gotcha. And I was tweeting back and forth with him today, and he was saying, you know, man, I'd love to see Icon brought into the major DC universe. What are your thoughts on that? And I say, well, look, they just have to put the time, the talent, and the money behind it to actually, you know, bring them but in. But that's it. Only those things. Only, they, all they need is those things, and then they got it. You're saying they can't do it haphazardly. They well, can't just like, uh, uh, oh, Icon's here, and there's not, like, they, they need to have support. They well, need to have a team. If they, like, I, so the thing about, he's, he's like, well, how would you see that to happen? Like, I don't know exactly because I can't say that I'm the biggest Icon fan. Like, I don't know a whole lot about Icon. I don't know if I've ever even read an Icon comic book. I'm aware of him. But um, on top of that, I think it's about if they're going to put the, put the effort into it, you know? Like, Static Shock is someone we know, but Static Shock doesn't have his own book. Mm. Or Static Shock is not a character who is... Um, a part of like Teen Titans Go or mm-hmm. Young Justice or you know what I'm saying like if if you put the money into it you put the energy behind it if you put the you know creative team behind it you can make something out of it yeah so, I'm interested I'm interested do I you mean, think it would be do you think that would happen I mean I don't know well what about you know Marvel is definitely going to see success with Black Panther 
being like really championed now. Do you think that paves the way or it helps Icon, somebody like Icon or Static Shock or anybody from uh, Milestone, you know, come my, back my into the thing, scene? My thing is putting that, like, I know I'm repeating myself, but it really comes down to going out of your way to normalize people of color in this, in this medium. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to put all the weight on Black Panther's back or Cyborg's back yeah. or Icon or Static Shock. We don't have to do that. We don't have to put all the weight on the, is Icon going to work? Maybe Icon doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe Static Shock doesn't work. But if we're only dealing with two characters, yeah. that's the problem. That is the problem. The problem is... You put well, all this weight on these two. These two guys didn't work, so I guess people of color don't work. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about wrestlers, how many times did Stone Cold Steve Austin have to reinvent himself before Stone Cold Steve Austin worked? Yeah, right. You know? How many times did John Cena have to come? The Rock. How many times did these different characters have to try and try and try? There it is. That's the one that sticks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's how I see it working. I see it working by them prioritizing, put time, creative team, and the money and the energy and the effort into we are going to normalize people of color yeah. in this in this medium. Yeah. Seeing a black person, seeing a Latino person, seeing an Asian person, you know what I mean? Seeing someone who's uh like pick somebody. Yeah. This is gonna be normal. It's gonna be no big deal. We're not gonna pick the one gay character and go, up, oh, gay characters don't work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or up. Oh, Black people don't, women don't work. And they're not check boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my answers on that. Yeah, that sounds about right. I like that. I'm glad that came up into the into our question segment because th- those are comics that I don't know about. You know, and I like that somebody is tuning in. That's a perfect example of somebody being able to give me a suggestion for something to read that I wasn't reading. I'm like, I want to know more about this. I want to know where that even comes from so I can get excited about it or have questions about it. So I really appreciate... uh, Who sent that in? Uh, That was... Let's go back to our little list. A Bart? Yeah. Uh, At A Bart Jones. uh, Shouts to A Bart Jones. Thank you very much. Shout out to you, brother. Yeah, really appreciate that. All right, last segment. Pull list. The pull list. Uh, Look, let me just start off here. Nowhere Man number nine. That was awesome. The fame (laughs) book of the week. Didn't read it. Uh, Super stoked for Nowhere Man number nine. Also very excited about Worst X-Man Ever number two with Mystique on the front. I'm very, very excited about this book. I really enjoyed the first one. I picked up uh, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat number four. I've been loving this book week in and week out. It's spectacular, so I highly recommend it. Super funny as well. And I was just talking about this, uh, Ringside. I love Ringside. Like, yeah. this book is crazy good. It's really fun. It's not like anything I've read before. Ringside number five came out today, and I'm really excited to uh, plunge into that one. And that's my week, just four books. Me too. I only got four as well. I got Norman number nine. Mm-hmm. Excited to catch up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got The Totally Awesome Hulk number four. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying this. This is a fun book. All new, all different Avengers. I need to catch up on this. Number seven. Because now they're doing crossover stuff. It's a part they're, of they're standoff. standoff thing. Yep. And Batman number 50. Yeah. That's what I got. That's the week. That's the week. This is the week that is. 
That's it. And that's what we got. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good place to end the show, man. Yeah, I would say, do we, do we want to pick a book for book of the week next week? Or? I, why don't we Why don't we do a little digging uh-huh. and we'll talk about it on Twitter. We'll announce it in the next few days. Yeah, that we'll, sounds We'll good. look around and see what's out there and make a decision. That sounds good. So um, let's talk about where they can find us on the internet. And then you guys can look out for us to continue the conversation about what the book of the week is going to be for next week from there. And... I can just say right now, look out for a one-shot on yes. Daredevil Season 2. Yes. Look out for a one-shot on Batman v Superman. It is a good time to be a geek. Yes. We have a lot of good stuff coming your way. We are very excited about finishing Daredevil Season 2 and seeing Batman v Superman. The 4DX or not, okay? Right. Either uh, way, we're going to go for it. The wind in our faces or no. Uh, we're going to go for it, and I'm very, very excited to do the one-shot. I might be more excited to do the one-shot than e- even see the movie. Really? That That is real. That's what the people want from us. They want our opinions on this stuff. Yeah, that, that is what the people want. So uh, if you want to catch the 40X experience of comic book Junto, we'll announce tickets to that <laughs> shortly. It's just right. going to be uh, Octavius and Adam piece. rattling your chairs. Chucking your spraying, chairs. Spraying stuff in your face. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for that. In the meantime, between now and next time... We talk with you. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. And you can hit me up on Instagram as well under the exact same name, at Adam Tetris. That's all I got this week. All right. And for me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Octavius A. Newman. That's O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Look, guys, follow me on Snapchat. I'm enjoying Snapchat. You Snapchat snap. is fun. I'll be yeah. snapping on that journal. It's, 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 it's a digital journal. Yeah. 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 I'm, you know, I'm kind of. You, you just, got more snaps than Khaled now. No, I don't. Yeah. You got major keys in there. I got a few, I got a few keys. Uh huh. Yeah. But I, I'm just kind of sharing like when I'm launching the different episodes, different podcasts, and the work I'm doing with. By the way, congratulations on launching Maverick Thoughts. That's very fun. Oh, yeah. Check out Maverick Thoughts, youtube.com forward slash B3ARFRUIT1. Maverick Thoughts is basically me giving you um, insight on my mindset on creativity, entrepreneurship, my worldview as a creative. It's going to be a new episode every Monday mm-hmm. on my YouTube channel. So check that out. Watch. And it was shot in, if, I, if I, uh, yeah. I'm not uh, wrong, Amalgam Comics. Shout out to Amalgam. Thank you for letting us shoot in there. Yeah. Shout out to Christina Faith. You killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shout out for Two Creative Thought Media. You guys did a fantastic job. Also, um, today, I dropped the new episode of The Beautiful Struggle. That's right. Episode 13 with the godfather himself. Alex Hillman. My longtime friend, my co-conspirator, my colleague here at Indy Hall, Alex Hillman. Uh, we work together. We hold down Indy Hall. We got a lot of big things happening now. So I'm excited that you had an opportunity to sit with him. Yep. Um, on, you just give me like on a scale of one to 10, how many times did he bring up man thing? Zero. What? Let that wasn't down. even on the scale, man. Let it was down, one to huh? 10. Let you, that's what I'm trying to just want to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Yeah, so beautiful struggle. I'm really enjoying that. Check that out. Big episode coming up next week. Um, so yeah, follow me on Snapchat because I'll be talking about my experience and launching different episodes and all that good stuff. Um, this podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. You can follow Bear Fruit on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at B3ARFRUIT. Um, go to our website, sign up for our newsletter, check out our other stuff. Like we said, Maverick Thoughts, the Beautiful Struggle podcast as well. 
Check out our um, online store. Check out our merchandise there as well. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Um, We really appreciate that. Either way, please continue to keep the conversation going using hashtag comicbookjunto at comicbookjunto. Send us emails, comicbookjunto at bearfruit.com. That's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. Ask us questions using the hashtag AskCBJ. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes and on Overcast. Mm-hmm. And you guys listening and giving us feedback and talking to us really encourages us and helps us keep on going. So we're extremely thankful for every single ear that takes the time to listen to us talk every week because at the end of the day, your attention could be anywhere, but you're choosing to give it to us and you're choosing to converse and and continue to talk back and forth with us. And it really means a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One panel at a time, Octavius, we're we're taking over. This is it. One panel. This This is our world now. (laughs) <laughs> geeks world it kind of is <laughs> yeah man i'm loving doing this and i appreciate you guys listen uh, i think that's it for this week did i forget anything no i think that's everything until next time all right until next time guys peace <laughs>